which is so good. <laughs> uh, um, I just love it that the, the church is so diverse, don't you? That uh, God's church is so different. Um, what I'll do now is I'll go into my, uh, my talk straight away. Um, um, so this evening, um, uh, just praying about what I was going to share this evening. Um, let me tell you a, a little story about me when I was a child. Uh, well, when I was at school. When I was at school, we occasionally had something called a cross-country run. And uh, one day I was talking with some of my, my pals and I said to them in a very arrogant way, oh, anyone can win a cross-country run. They just have to be prepared to go through the pain and the agony of working really hard to actually win. And... Uh, they all said to me, rubbish, you know, you have to be good and you have to do loads of training. I said, no, no, you just have to put up with the grit, grit and the and the, the hard work to, to do it. You know, you just have to break through the pain barrier and you could win. And so they, they all said to me, oh, well, we, we bet that isn't the case. So, of course, I was, uh, I gave them bet, uh, which uh, I would have won a lot of money if I won or I'd lose if I didn't. And the day came for, for the next uh, cross-country run, which was about seven or eight miles, quite a long way. And uh, I was probably 12, 13 at the time, something like that. Off we ran. Of course, I shot off running and uh, all the way through, well ahead of everybody else. Uh, the last 100 yards of the race, I thought, well, you know, I've, I've, I've done this. I'm, 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 I'm going to skate on through. And suddenly the school champion, I can still remember his name, Mark Masterton, came behind me um, running. So I tried to pick up my pace, but there just wasn't any energy left. And he just sailed past me and, and only beat me by a, a, a couple of metres uh, on a on a seven mile race, but he won and I came second, and uh, <clears throat> so I didn't finish the race that well. And uh, the really bad news is that I was then selected for the team for the next three years because of that performance, which I really didn't want. And uh, and as well as. Uh, as well as having to fork out quite a bit of money to all my friends because I'd not won the bet. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about, particularly this evening, was finishing well. In all sorts of ways, um, we do go through times and periods in our life when the end comes. We all have to go through changes. Uh, things start and other things finish. Sometimes we choose to end things. Uh, other times it's just part of life. You know, when you come to the end of your schooling or you decide to retire or something like that. And new things start. That's all part of life. But what I wanted to stress 
this evening or think a little bit more about is ending well. In, in all these examples, it's very easy to just drift off from those things, to not really end well. Whether it's leaving a job, leaving education or training, doesn't really matter what it is. We often think to ourselves, oh, because this period in my life, because this thing is coming to an end, I'm never going to see these people again. I'm never going to have anything to do with them again. So I'll just walk away and just drift off into the, into the night, as it were. Um, but I think it is important that we, when end well, we end with good relationships. We end in a positive way. Now, I must now come to the point where I have to apologize to people because uh, in our house, if you've come to visit in, uh, us in our house, which probably most of you have, you will know that when the evening comes to an end, um, uh, often, uh, we'll, we'll begin to say our goodbyes and we'll walk to the front door and, uh, and then we'll talk for another two or three minutes, maybe five minutes at the front door. And then we'll say goodbye again. And then I may slowly disappear and do the washing up or do something else. But Mel will walk out with the guests, whoever they are, uh, into the garden uh, and be talking a little bit more, sometimes for 15 minutes, sometimes for 20, sometimes for 35 minutes before finally she says goodbye. But I think that for me, I kind of think, oh, someone said goodbye. That's, that's what they mean. But actually, I think, you know, actually thinking about this finishing well, I was thinking every interaction with a, another human being, we need to try our best to finish well when we can. And I was convicted that sometimes I kind of, my mind switches from that situation that I've been in when people visit our home to the next thing that I have to do. And in a way that's not really valuing people. It's not really, not valuing them like Mel does, because occasionally they might be outside chatting at the car 45 minutes later, <laughs> uh, even though they've said goodbye. And she's really good at, 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 at that. Of course, there are those who may wish to leave after five minutes, uh, but they're really polite and kind and still chatting after 35 minutes, thinking, how do we get away from this? But I think the majority want to continue. But I, I do need to apologize and say, no, I need to change my attitude and I need to value people more because they are of great value to God. I heard it said recently by Brené Brown, people often don't remember what you say, but they will remember how you make them feel. When you leave, finish well.
I think it's really important that we think about the best in what has happened with our relationships or what has happened in the past. Think of the good report. Think of being kind to people. Think of communicating good things before you finish that part of the journey with them and thank them for the way they have helped you in your journey. I had a letter about two years ago from uh, a girl who'd been in my youth group as I was a youth leader at Hallfield Baptist Church way back. This is 30 plus years ago. And about two years ago, I got a letter from a girl called Esther who'd been in my youth group. And she just wrote to say we had a sermon in church about thanking people who'd been helpful in our journey. And I just thought of you and I just wanted to write you a simple letter saying thank you for the times we were there and the times that we prayed and the encouragement that you gave me. And, um, and it was a real blessing to me. I remember when reading the scripture about the lepers, remember the 10 lepers, there was only one who came back to say thank you to Jesus for the healing. And Jesus's comment was, where are the other? Where are the others? It is important to finish well. Let's think about the final finish. When our, our, our lives come to an end, because one day, let's face it, we will come to an end. There will be a day when we will run our final lap. It's not just how we run the race that's important. It's how we finish it. Let me read you this from from Corinthians. It's entitled, Run Your Race to Win. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 25. Do you not know that the race, that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into it, into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So one day we will be on our deathbed and the end will be there. Do I want to fall before I reach the finish line? Do I want the weeds to come and strangle the life out of me, the cares of this world? Do I want my heart to become like the hard path, hardened by life so the gospel cannot penetrate? I do not want to have shallow roots so that a hot sun burns me and I cannot grow. There are two certainties in life that absolutely no one ever contradicts. The first is death. The second is taxes, which uh, 
I'm sure you're aware. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. No one denies that you're going to die one day. No one does. And no one denies that you've got to pay taxes because virtually everybody has. But what is vitally important is that we end the race well. Not only that we make it to the finish line, but we make it well. Some of us here probably have a bit less time than others. But wherever we are on the journey, we don't know when the journey ends. But we can do our best to make sure that we end well. Let's look at the best possible example of who ended well. Of course, that has got to be Jesus. Looking at how Jesus ended his life is the most important ending we will ever see. And I just wanted to, there's lots I could say about Jesus's death and, and what happened running up to the last moments in his life. But I thought one of the things to think a little bit about and ponder a little are the seven sayings that Jesus says on the cross. Each is worth going into tremendous detail about, and I would encourage you to do that. I'm just going to read all seven of them just for you to ponder. And I'll just make a couple of comments about two of them. Uh, I'm afraid I haven't got time, but I think it would be a really good thing to really think in detail about these seven. Let's just go through them. First is when Jesus is on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. That's Luke 23, 34. You will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 43. Woman, behold your son. John 19, 26 to 27. Eli, Eli, lama samakvani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, 46. I thirst, John 19, 28. It is finished, John 19, 30. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, Luke 23, 46. Each of those seven sayings of Jesus on the cross is worth a lot of looking at and thinking about because there is tremendous meaning in each of those. But I just want to look a little bit at two, just a couple of points. The first one is where Jesus says, woman, behold your son. She's talking to John and she's basically saying, he's basically saying in his dying few minutes, he's saying 
John, look after my mother. Look after my mother. This is John making provision for his mother. All of us will come across times in our life when we'll need to appoint or give responsibility to others to take care of our loved ones, or sometimes it's just other people. We need to think about that. We need to think about the future and think about giving responsibility to others. We need to plan a little bit for when we will no longer be there in every area of life. The bad news is, or the good news in, in a sense, it's good and bad news, is that life does not revolve around us. And we need to have the humility to realise that life will continue when we're no longer around. That's actually physically, but also in different parts of the uh, different areas of our lives. So if we're doing something, there may come a time when that will come to an end. Sometimes we need to hand over work to others in church, in business or in work. We need to think and plan for those things. All of us need to think about those things. A really good example I can think of, which is uh, a few years ago, um, the, the local C of E curate used to run a pair, prayer space um, at, our, at our school where Poppy and Barney go. And uh, she, was, she was leaving and, uh, and she passed it over for Mel to look after. And so for several years, Mel has been running the prayer space and she received the baton and, and this lady did a really good job of doing the prayer space and set some really good things in place. And Mel has managed to continue that for several years. But recently she was just praying about it and saying, Lord, you know, um, when Poppy leaves, which is the end of next year, the will, I won't be able to do it. And I don't know anybody else who can do it. And she was actually praying about it. And uh, without her knowing at all, another really lovely Christian mum who's just got a couple of children who's just started going. And uh, I think maybe a baby on the way, I can't remember. But she said, um, she said, I can take it on. And Mel was so pleased that she, she could see how the work continue, even when she may not be there. And it's a little bit ahead, but it's just how she can pass that on. And all of us need to, to think about how we pass things on and pass on responsibility sometimes and prepare for the future and for future events. The second phrase I want to think about is where Jesus says, it is finished. Jesus had completed his work here on earth. He had defeated sin and take up, taken the world's sin on himself. And that by Jesus going to the cross, by him being obedient to the father, he had defeated and totally defeated sin the one really big problem in this earth. 
he broke its back. The power of sin for us all. So he had finished his work here on earth, totally finished it. But I think it's interesting that obviously Jesus rose from the dead. So in a sense, there was a well, no, there was a resurrection, hallelujah. And we all praise God that there's a resurrection and there's life after death. And there's a new opportunity that Jesus has. But I think in our lives, that is something that is amazing for us to experience. Actually, we can think, just like the disciples, everything is dead. That work is dead. That situation is no longer there. It's no longer. I've finished with that. That's over. But God is in the resurrection business. And often he, he takes what seems to have died and resurrects it again. And we never know when that is the case or when that happens. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But often it happens when we think that something looks really bad. It looked pretty bad on Easter Friday. But on Easter Sunday, it all looked totally different. And so what I would conclude that by that is that we should always finish well, but we never know when God might resurrect something in our lives or when something can come back. Let me read what it says here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will get will not grow weary and lose heart run the race win the prize Do not go, get weary and lose heart, but keep going and finish well. Let's just pray for a moment. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you finished so well that you did so much for us you achieved all that was necessary to set us free you broke the power of sin in our lives you gave us freedom 
you exchanged our filthy rags for rags, for, for, for cloaks of righteousness. Lord, help us. Lord, we need in these days, in these times, we need courage. We need help. We need encouragement to run the race, to win, not, not to flag, not to, not to give up, Lord, but to keep going. And Lord, help us in every area of our lives to finish well. Help us commit again to saying, I'm going to finish well. Amen.